What kind of man are you? This life will require you to be steadfast, immovable, strong, and courageous. Though this world says you should get a trophy just for showing up, and there are no winners and losers, you must train to win the prize. You do the hard things. You persevere. You are becoming the man God created you to be. You exercise discipline. The discipline of manliness. Guys, hello again, and merry day after Christmas. I hope you guys had a great time with family and friends, and I hope it was just a really good time of celebration, celebrating Christ's birth and all that he came to do and accomplish in our lives. Guys, I hope uh, you've had a really great week since last week. I'm, again, excited to be back with you. It's always a pleasure. Always love coming to you and bringing up these topics and helping us all talk about how we can continue to improve our lives. Guys, I am your host and founder of this show, Colin Hornback. Again, I'm not uh, not the example to follow in this show. I'm just a man like you who's on the path to becoming a better man. And I'm just doing some work in my life to continually develop myself, uh, overcome weaknesses, um, set new goals to accomplish new things. And uh, that's stuff we talk about in this show. Uh, we talk about four main aspects of masculinity. We talk about our faith, faith being the first and the cornerstone in our lives. We talk about fellowship and friendships. Um, and we also talk about fitness. Uh, we're going to be talking about that here coming up in the new year. And we talk about finances and how we can be a, a good, positive, contributing member of society in the way that we show up and contribute. Yes, with finances, with dollars, but also um, that branches out into other topics like how we invest our time and other resources as well and be a, just a contributing member of society. But that is the gist of this show. If you're just tuning in for the first time, guys, we welcome you. Thanks for joining us in the show. And guys, if you're tuning back in, just thanks so much for coming back. It's great to have you guys here listening each week. Several of you guys reach out to me and talk to me about the show and how it's impacting your lives. And I really appreciate that. It's always exciting to hear what the show is doing for you, how it's challenging you and growing you to become the men that God designed you to be, because that is what this show is about, um, becoming the men God designed us to be. And this week, guys, I want to come to you with a topic that I think is um, timely and impactful this time of year. Um, Again, like I said, we just celebrated Christmas. We're obviously in the week coming up here on New Year and uh, ending 2023. You know, we're right at that cusp of 2024 going into another new year. And at this time of year, guys, I know so many of you and, you know, men men in general, um, just really can struggle this time of year. It can be a really challenging time um, for a lot of reasons, um, emotionally, psychologically. There's just a lot. It's you know year end. It can be stressful, um, but there's a lot to it. And um, you know, I know even for me, I look back over this year. Um, I had some aspirations to accomplish some things professionally in my work, um, and I had some external circumstances that were totally outside of my control um, slow me down and kind of prevent that, um, prevented me from doing what I wanted. And, uh, you know, that's a little bit of a struggle. It's a, you know, it's disappointing when you can't do, um, all that you wanted to do. Um, but I know a lot of you guys may be struggling with these feelings of regret of maybe not doing things that you wanted to this last year, or just not taking action on some things. You know, maybe you're feeling kind of upset with yourself for not making some changes that you needed to make. Um, or maybe you're still kind of struggling with an issue, like a bad behavior, you know, that you'd like to kick. Um, these feelings of regret can be a real anchor for a lot of us. And um, for many of us heading into a new year, those feelings actually can even prevent us from taking the action needed um, to help us move forward. 
And uh, sometimes we might just wish that we could just forget all about it and you know move on and just sort of pretend it didn't happen. But guys, I'm going to tell you, that's not a healthy way to approach those feelings. Um, to use an illustration, you know, I'm not, I'm not a big fictional reader. I don't read a lot of fictional books. Um, but there was one author I really did like a, a number of his fictional stories. Um, Ted Decker is his name. And uh, he's got some really good books. He's got the Circle Trilogy, which are really good. Um, but he has a book called Kiss. And um, it started out with a really brilliant concept. Um, it said, you can view the past with either pain or perspective. Forgetting is not an option. And that's always stuck with me. I mean, I've, I haven't read that book in probably 10 plus years. And I, I still remember that part of the book and uh, that intro into the book. So that's just a really good concept I want you guys to remember and go into um, finishing this year out and then moving into 2024 with. You can view the past with either pain or perspective. Forgetting is not an option. And ultimately, guys, here's the problem. And I guarantee you that either you or someone you know is probably dealing with this and struggling with this. You did things you shouldn't have done, or conversely, maybe you didn't do things you should have done. You realize that you should have made better choices, and now you feel a sense of pain and loss over missed opportunities or wasted time. And now you're getting stuck in those feelings because those feelings are just making you feel like you're just stuck in the same place when you could have been so much further ahead. You know, just give you some for instances. Maybe you said you were going to lose 20 pounds this year and you didn't. Maybe you were going to ask that girl out on a date or, you know, connect more with your wife if you're married. Um, But maybe you got scared and maybe now that that girl that you were going to ask out is seeing someone else. Or again, you just didn't take the time and prioritize connecting with your wife and developing that relationship deeper. And maybe now you guys are still kind of in that same point of, you know, together, but, but not having this deep and as, as good of a relationship as you want. Maybe you were going to ask for that raise or a promotion at work, um, but you didn't get up the nerve to do it. Or maybe you were finally going to totally ditch your corporate job and start your own business, but you'd never even developed the business plan. Maybe you were going to save for a trip that you've always wanted to take, and then you didn't save the money. So what are you going to do now? Are you going to wallow in pain and self-pity because you didn't get what you wanted? No. I mean, I hope that's not going to be your response moving forward and that that cannot be your solution. The only thing that's going to change the way you feel is action. You have to look back on this past year with perspective and guys, failure can be a great teacher. It's not a good fellow to keep with you going forward, but it can be a great teacher. And the best part about failure is that it's not final. You've not truly failed until, or you're, I should say, you're not a failure until you stay down because of your failures, um, because of those missed opportunities or those, you know, so just using the baseball analogy, those times you struck out when you were at bat, that doesn't mean you're a failure because you struck out once. If you strike out and then you quit the game forever and never go back, now you're a failure. You, if you keep getting back in the game, you're not a failure. You just had, you had a failed opportunity. So finish your failure. A man I know always says that. He says, finish your failure. And it's a, it's a great line and I love it. And I, I've started using that too. Finish your failure. And this is what I want you to do. You finish your failure by looking back on your last year or years with perspective and figuring out what derailed you. You know, did you not lose the weight because you got sidetracked by the cookies and candy that are always available for you at work at the office? 
Or did you maybe not make the gym a priority or a mix of both? You know, what stopped you from asking that girl out on a date or connecting with your wife? If that, if that's your situation, you know, was it your own self doubt or lack of confidence or did you not prioritize the relationship and give it the attention required because, you know, life and work just get too busy? You know, what, why didn't you get the raise or the, or the promotion at work? Did you just do the bare minimum at work and expect to get a handout? Well, it don't work like that. Or have you been busting your butt and have you been proactive or have you needed to be proactive, I should say? And do you just need to be more assertive to ask for what you've earned and to get what you're worth? You know, why didn't you take that trip this year? Did you not set a budget to figure out what you needed to save per month or did you not follow your budget? You know, you have to know what happened in order to prevent the same thing from happening again this year, this coming year in 2024. So finish your failure by viewing the past with perspective and learning from your failures in 2023 so that you can have even greater victories in 2024. So this is the kind of the quick part. This is the discussion on the simple goals and maybe um, some things that can sting a little bit when we look back at the year and realize we didn't accomplish some things. But I do want to get a little bit deeper with some of you guys too. You know, what about these mistakes that can be much deeper and much more impactful than just a simple missed opportunity? You know, maybe some of you have, have done some damage to your relationships and maybe even irreparable damage. You know, maybe you've said things that can't be unsaid. Maybe you've been mistreating your wife or your family for for years and trust is badly damaged and it just can't be undone with a simple apology. You know, maybe for some of you guys and your married guys, maybe you had an affair and maybe your wife can't forget that. And maybe, maybe she's going to stay with you, but it's not going to just simply be, Hey, I'm sorry. I messed up and let's move on. This is going to take months and years of work to repair. Maybe She's not even willing to work through it with you. And maybe she's gone. And like I said, that's the irreparable damage is that you you blew it and your marriage is over. These are way more serious than just a simple missed opportunity or wasted time. These are these are situations where regret can be almost debilitating. And guys, I'm not in any way a counselor. I'm not a psychologist and I'm not pretending to be able to offer you all the help that you need. I would really encourage you guys, if you're in that boat, please speak with a counselor or a pastor, um, someone way more qualified than me to help you guys navigate these feelings and figure out how to get these things together in your life and to move on and to heal from really deep wounds that have affected you and, and people around you. But like I said, guys, maybe... Maybe some of the damage in your life is is much deeper than just simply making a new plan and figuring out how to follow through and accomplish some new goals. And like I said, this, these feelings, guys, can really lead to feelings of depression. And uh, I want you guys to get some help that you need and don't be afraid to ask for it. You're not a weak man for asking for help and seeking out counseling. Um, that takes a lot of strength to do that and to address some of these situations. And having said all that, guys, I do want to encourage you with something else. There's, there's a lot to be said in the Bible about shame and regret and these feelings that you might be experiencing. And I want you to think about this and maybe some of you don't read the Bible much or, um, aren't really familiar with some of the stories. And maybe some of you are very familiar. Maybe you've grown up in church, but either way, I want to remind you of a couple of things in shame and regret. Think about Adam and Eve. And even if you didn't grow up in church, you've probably heard about Adam and Eve 
and they broke God's command in the garden of Eden and they introduced sin into the world. I mean, that's a lot to feel some shame and sense of regret about. I mean, talk about irreparable damage um, from their perspective. Like they could never repair that. In fact, none of us could thus why we have Jesus and why God sent Jesus to this earth. But we're still dealing with the effects of sin in the world today. I mean, thousands of years later, think about the apostle Peter who denied Jesus three times. I mean, his Lord, like he, his friend, he denied him publicly demanding. He did not know him three times in a row. These are just, I mean, a couple of quick examples and there are many more. There's a lot more examples of, of people's mistakes and sins that they've committed and the irreparable damage that happened because of it. But guys, we just celebrated a great victory and a great way that God provided for those failures. Um, we celebrated Christ's birth, Jesus' birth, Christ coming to this world. And no matter what you've done, he came not to condemn you. He came to save you from your sins and from your mistakes and from your failures. And we aren't like God. We don't have the ability to forget our past wrongs and sins, but God does. Like the Bible talks about this, that he can forget our sins and he removes them from us as far as the East is from the West. And think about Romans 8, 1, you know, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So no matter what you've done, no matter how bad, no matter the irreparable damage that might happen to your relationships in this world, there's no condemnation for you from, from God that he can accept and take the sins that you've committed. He'll take them on himself and he'll give you his righteousness. And guys, we've all sinned every single one of us. And God doesn't view our sins as deeper depths than another. We're one, one white lie is as bad as any other sin that you can commit in God's eyes. They're all imperfect. And we all have made those mistakes and those sins and we all need God's mercy. And that's what he gave us through Jesus. He gave us grace and mercy and we can be called children of God because of that. Titus three, three through seven says, For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others and hating one another. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, He saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to His own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior. So that being justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. And then when we accept Christ, his death on the cross and resurrection for our sins on our behalf, we don't have to live in the struggles of our past anymore. Romans 6, 4 says, we were buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the father, we too might walk in newness of life. So you can have a new life. You don't have to continue to walk in the sins and struggles of your past anymore. And you don't have to live in condemnation for what you've done anymore. Now, there might still be ongoing impact and effects and the struggles that happen because of past choices you're going to have to deal with. Like we said, if you've been maybe even mistreating your family for years and um, there's been harsh words and trust lost, um, you're not going to reestablish that in a day. That or a week or even a month, it's going to take months and maybe even years of consistent change and showing 
that you can be worthy of that trust and be being given that trust back. And it's going to take work, but you guys can walk in newness of life through Christ because he gives you the power to do so. And you can re-earn sometimes that trust. And even in the worst cases, if you can't, you don't have to live in the condemnation of that anymore. Maybe it's so far gone. That person maybe in their own struggles may never forgive you, but that's, that's not something you have to live in condemnation for. You can live knowing that you are right with God and that you have accepted his forgiveness for the sins that you've committed in the past. And you're going to go forward making new relationships in life and not making those same mistakes. And we are still human. We do still have struggles with sin, guys. I'm not of the mindset that once you become a a Christian, you've accepted Christ as your savior, you're no longer going to struggle. I just, I can't subscribe to that because I know I'm a Christian and I've been a Christian a long time and I still have plenty of struggles. If you don't believe me, ask my wife, you have my full permission to do so. She will tell you in a very respectful way that I am not perfect. And I, I definitely know I'm not, but guys, we, we do have a way to live through Christ now when we've accepted him by faith and just look at Galatians 2.20, where it says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So we can have newness of life and we can walk in a new way because Christ now lives in us. And this is what I want you guys to know. For those of you, again, who've maybe struggled with some really severe um, sins and, and regrets and shame, Um, You guys don't have to live in that anymore. You can choose to lay that down at Jesus' feet. He already took it. Whether you understand that or not, he, he came as a baby, and that is what we just celebrated at Christmas, was Christ coming as a baby. He lived a perfect life as a man in this world, God in the flesh, and he took your punishment on the cross at Calvary, and he accepted those sins. He took them away from you and he offers you his righteousness that you can now live in that through faith in him. He rose three days after he was crucified, proving that he was God, showing his power that death had no power over him and proving his claims of being God. And now all you have to do is believe in him by faith, just accepting that gift. And now he'll give you eternal life He'll take, he's taking your sins. He gives you newness of life. And you, by believing that will receive the Holy spirit into your life. And he will give you the power to walk and live a new life under new rules, under a new master. And you'll no longer have to be a slave to the sins of your past anymore. So guys, I urge you to accept that. If you haven't already, please believe that if you need more information about that or how to do that, or if you need some prayer or want to say a prayer with me or anything like that, you are more than welcome to reach out to me, hit me up on social. You can hit me up at discipline of manliness on Instagram and Facebook, or you can send me an email discipline of manliness at gmail.com. Um, if you guys are um, closer, you know, in proximity and friends of mine that you have my number by all means, text or call me, but I want you guys to, accept that gift for those of you who, again, who are struggling with some really severe um, issues of shame and regret from your past. But don't forget, guys, when we hit some really heavy things, um, there's, there's a lot that can be accomplished each year. And you can make 2024 
an even better year than 2023 was by setting some new goals. And we're going to talk about how to do that now, how to live those new lives, how to make a new plan for what's going to, what's going to happen in 2024. And we're going to get into that next week, guys. Um, I know goal setting can be a, a cliche thing to talk about, um, but I really want to help you guys make some new plans and know how to set those goals and plans in motion and to live them out day by day and to accomplish things that you never thought you'd accomplish before. So let's live a new life. Let's accomplish some new things for the way we live out our faith, the way we develop our friendships and fellowship, how we live out fitness in our lives, and guys, how we are a major contributing member of society into our homes and families um, through our finances and our time and things like that through 2024. Uh, let's hit the ground running and let's uh, let's make 2024 the best year yet. So guys, I hope you have had a great Christmas. Um, guys, I hope you will take this, this talk seriously. Uh, again, if you guys need prayer or to talk about accepting Christ as your savior, please, please, please hit me up. I want to talk to you about that. And, um, if we're not, you know, in your area or not, I'm not someone you want to hit up, um, then by all means, please contact your local church, you know, hit up uh, your local pastor and talk to him about that. I want you guys to talk to someone about that decision. That's huge. And you're definitely going to need support and, and new fellowship going forward in that life. Um, but guys, let's, uh, let's go forward, have a great week, um, have a great new year. And, uh, again, let's, let's start living a new life and living out some new plans for the new year to accomplish things we never have before. You guys have a great week. Keep practicing the discipline of manliness.